His Excellency regrets that owing to an attack of gout, he really dare not venture out on Saturday to dine. His Excellency regrets that owing to doctor's orders, he cannot attend the mission tea and also must decline. Your kind invitation for Wednesday week, a slight operation. This is Pamela Kuhn, and the curtain is up on center stage. The show about the arts and the artists behind their work. So what comes to mind when we think of the marvelous English hit drama series, Downton Abbey? Well, we think of Lord Grantham and his illustrious family, so steeped in tradition, personal intrigue, and the dynamic of the upstairs-downstairs drama between upper and lower classes. Dame Maggie Smith, Hugh Bonneville, Shirley MacLaine, and other memorable actors wheeled their way through the decades in this beloved drama. But when I think of Downton Abbey, I think of the real star of the show. And that is the beauty of Highclere Castle, the distinctive Hampshire-based castle designed in 1842 by Sir Charles Barry. Sir Charles also designed the Houses of Parliament in London. And of course, we can see the hint of that in Highclere Castle itself, as featured on Downton Abbey. Now the home of the 8th Earl and his wife, Countess Fiona Carnarvon. The castle has been home to generations of the Carnarvon family for over 300 years. But now there is a new dynamic from Connecticut associated with Highclere Castle. Entrepreneur Adam von Gutkin found himself so enamored with the Downton Abbey hit series that he wrote to the Earl of Carnarvon to pitch an idea. It was a clever notion of developing one of the most popular English spirits, gin, inspired by the botanicals that are taken from the orangery and gardens of Highclere Castle. Juniper, lavender, um, orange, coriander, they are all the essentials of this gin, which has won 10 gold awards from international spirit competitions. Apparently, it is so aromatic and smooth, it can be drunk neat. And that's something I'm going to test today on this show. But first, I have the pleasure of, of, of introducing to you Adam von Gertgen, who is the co-founder and the CEO of High Clear Castle Gin. And I'm going to welcome him to center stage right now. So, Adam, welcome. I'm glad to have you here on Zoom and on my show, Center Stage. You know, I've got to tell you right away, and I'm sure my listeners agree, that you look like you're about 15 years old. So here you are developing all these spirits. And um, I know there's this huge story behind you, so, and we're going to get to that. But first, I've just got to ask, how did this come upon you, this idea of developing this really fine gin out of High Clear Castle in England? Well, well, firstly, let me thank you, Pamela, for having, having me on uh, your show. This is a, a lot of fun. And, uh, and um, you know, the, the story itself is, is fascinating. And it's, and it's something that um, it, it's, it's, you know, taken this project has been five years of, of, of my life to bring this to life. Uh, but it really started back in the 1800s. My family had a very prominent distillery um, here in New England, wow. uh, whiskey. And um, we lost the distillery to the federal government in the 1860s is one of my ancestors ship a few hundred barrels of whiskey to Canada and tried to avoid paying the taxes. And so the, the government decided we probably shouldn't have a distillery. And then during Prohibition, we actually had a rather well-known hotel on the Connecticut River called Chafee's Hotel with a, with a pretty famous and, and well-regarded speakeasy in the basement. And so, you know, that, of course, ended at the end of Prohibition. And about 10 years ago, I felt that I wanted to kind of bring honor the, the family story and honor the family history 
and, uh, and make something again here in Connecticut. And so I built one of the first distilleries to be constructed here in, in uh, uh, almost 100 years called Onyx Spirits, so Onyx Moonshine and Onyx Whiskey. And uh, the brand did very well regionally. We used Connecticut-grown corn, Connecticut spring water. It was something that I was very passionate about, and it kind of allowed us to learn our, our you, know, you know, the basics of a very complex industry, which is the, mm-hmm. the liquor industry. And uh, about five years ago, I was looking for an opportunity to build a brand that had such a level of heritage and history and prestige that, that no other brand could even hold a candle to it. Uh, something that was so perfect in its category, so smooth um, and, and so exceptional that it really just stood out or could stand out as, as one of, if not the best in the world. And I didn't have a home for it. You know, we, we live in a world these days where so many of these brands are designed in marketing boardrooms. Mm-hmm. And their stories are made up or they just don't even bother having a story. They're just kind of factory produced spirits. And I'm a lover of terroir. I'm a lover of heritage. I'm a lover of soul of a spirit. And I feel like uh, we don't always have that in the liquor business. And so uh, thus came along Heather Castle. I was introduced to the place um, via the show Downton Abbey. My wife was a fan of the show. And uh, as I did a little digging afterwards, I realized it was really called Heather Castle. And that the real Lord Grantham is, is, is Lord Carnarvon and his lovely wife, the Countess of Carnarvon. So I sent off a note. And the next day, Lord Carnarvon called me. And, and long story short, two weeks later, my wife and I were on a plane to go stay the weekend. And uh, what, start, what really started as, I think, a friendship and a shared respect and appreciation for the legacy and also the, um, the very big weight of keeping High Clare running and alive and, and um, you know, protecting the traditions of, of, of an English country home. Uh, it was understanding all of those fundamentals first. Mm-hmm. And then from that came um, the idea for us to use the botanicals growing at High Clare to create um, arguably the best gin in the world. And so here we are five years later. It's amazing. So was it, was it Countess Fiona's idea to do that with all the wonderful gardens she has on site um, at High Clare Castle? You know, it was a collaborative effort really collaborative effort. I mean, I, you know, getting inspiration at High Clare is one of the easiest things as you can imagine. (laughs) And there's no lack of it. And so we walked out of the back door of the castle and and right in front of me was the Victorian era orangery. And right behind that is the monk's garden that was planted by the bishops of Winchester in the ninth century. So these lavender beds are over a thousand years old. Mm. And Lord Lady Carnarvon had been thinking of ways they could use the orangery and these gardens beyond just as tours or beyond beautiful arrangements in the castle or, you know, a garnish for a cocktail, how to kind of use that in a more, in a more productive way with regards to a business. And uh, I think that we came together at the right time and it became very obvious to us that, you know, a gin being a quintessentially um, British product. Um, and of course they serving uh, either, uh, th- them serving gin and gin and tonics at the castle starting you know, 200 years of cocktail parties in that same manner, it was a no-brainer that that was the direction we had to go to. And that began the process of working on the recipe. Did I read in an article that you had actually signed up in the military at one point after school and then wow. realized you had made an error? You actually talked yourself out of it with your recruiting officer, and he actually released you. And so now, if that story is true, I actually really believe it, because you are the most fantastic guest ever. Your ideas are so concise. You've got the story for us. I mean, th- this is great. This uh, is great. I get you, you did your homework before this interview, for sure. 
that, that's not one. That's not a story most most people know. But it is it is true. I I was a bit lost after um, a short stint in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I was lacking in direction, and um, uh, you know I, I I found that the military would have been a, a good way to add structure, provide some structure and things, and so I very proudly joined um, the U.S. Navy. And I was, uh, I was sent to be uh, uh, deployed for, for, for training. And um, I had realized in the two months window that my, my, my real passion, or probably my per- better said my purpose, was, um, was to create mm-hmm. and, uh, and, 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 and in, in business, you know, as an entrepreneur. And so I said to my recruiting officer that because I had signed the contract, I was happy to serve my country and I was most willing to, to, to ship off and do what I had. I signed up, I think it was a three or four year um, contract is the first is the first phase. I said I will absolutely you know be there, but I said I have a hunch that if um, you let me follow my passions, it'll benefit the country in different ways, and that the tax revenue will create will pay for the submarines instead of perhaps me driving one. And so they said you're either genius or you're completely mad, Adam. But we don't want you in the U.S. Navy, so you're free to go. <laughs> we negotiated that over an ice cream cone at Shady Glen in Connecticut. Oh, I what I love that over an ice cream cone. Mm. Okay, I'm convinced now that you can sell anything. And so obviously you've been put on this earth, really, really, to, to develop and be the entrepreneur you have become. This is incredible. What a story. What a story. My God, that's even almost as good as the gin. Um, and <laughs> did I also do my research to find that you actually also developed a high clear castle cigar? Yeah, that's an interesting story and was a bit of a pivot for, for me and an adventure as well. We, um, we knew that the Spirit Project was going to take some years to get together. And um, I was at the castle with Lord Carnarvon and he was, you know, at High Clare, you, you, there's no shortage of interesting anecdotes. So I think he said something like, this was Winston Churchill's favorite chair in my, my grandfather's study, as, you know, as, as happens at High Clare as you're walking around. He said, yeah, he used to come on the weekends and he would enjoy one cigar after another. And he would, uh, you know, and so we talked about cigars. I mean, there's so much people should, um, it would really, I think, uh, appreciate by reading about Highclere's history. I mean, the nation of Canada was created in the Highclere Library. The deal was brokered over cigars and, and gin cocktails. So, again, it's all about story. So I had this wild idea. I came back to, to Connecticut um, from some time working over at the castle. And, uh, and I was at a cigar lounge. And I, I, I had become very good friends with another Connecticut native, Nick Malillo, who's uh, around my age and has become really quite a world-renowned cigar blender. Uh, he worked for a company called Drew Estates and helped grow it to be very small to quite big. And he had left and created his own company called Foundation Cigars. And I approached Nick and I said, listen, <clears throat> you have access to the finest tobaccos in the world. You're a master blender. Um, you're well-respected, well-regarded. Would you be willing to partner with me to do a Hyper Castle cigar while we're developing the spirit line? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's such a history of cigar smoking, and even today, the, the gentlemen and now many of the ladies will leave the table after and go out to the terrace and enjoy a cigar overlooking the Temple of Diana or Heichler's uh, uh, lawns. And so he said, thankfully, he said, yes, Adam. And I found myself a few months later with Lord Carnarvon in the jungles of Nicaragua, um, a country that I've grown to love very much. Uh, trying and tasting different blends to try to capture the style of cigar that was popular among uh, English gentlemen around the era of Downton Abbey in the 1920s, the Edwardian era. And so we found invoices in the archives of the castle. Uh, we found invoices that were um, 
uh, actual records of the cigars being imported to the castle at that time. And Nick is so good at what he does that he was able to match up the flavor profile and create a cigar like that, which is quite different from the cigars that are common today in the United States. Really? really? In what way? What, you know, in what way are these? Flavor ones? profile, aroma, and composition. So we use a, a, a couple um, a pretty rare blends that are very old. Our cigars are from start to finish are about seven years old, which is very old for a cigar to reach that level of complexity and maturity. We use Connecticut Shade, um, a, a wrapper that's something that both Nick and I are very proud of. Connecticut Shade is recognized as, as one of the, the finest cigar wrappers in the world. And, uh, and just the way it smokes, like it's very smooth, notes of pistachio, vanilla. Um, it's just, a, many people have discovered it that don't like cigars and love it. As same as with our gin. Many gin drinkers have said, oh my God, I, I don't love gin, but I'm in love with this, this spirit. And so um, that's the mission, right? Look at you and all your enthusiasm for all of these things. I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that, you know, one night you're sitting with your wife watching Downton Abbey and you watch a special on the making of Downton Abbey and Highclere. And then, then you're writing a letter to Highclere Castle to the, it was info at Highclere, I believe. I mean, it was an email to the general, it was info at highclerecastle.com kind of thing. You know, it was a very, it was very, I said, listen, I, I'm not sure if you've ever pursued this before, but I'm an American spirit entrepreneur and I'd love to talk to you about a possible partnership. And so Lord Carnarvon called me and, uh, you know, you know, he, he, he tells the story that, uh, you know, we get, create, we get tons of weird emails all the time, and, and most of the time you just kind of delete them. He said there was something about this email that, 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 that drew me in, and so he figured I might as well do a call. And we spoke for an hour, and we found that I think we, we shared a similar outlook on what life and business is about, how they merge, and how to create beauty and tell like, their story in a unique way. And um, I certainly saw his passion. I, uh, I, he saw mine. And it was very easy to, um, to, to, to head over there with my wife. And, of course, the first time I, I crested the great hill of the long driveway through the gates. And, uh, you know, I could almost hear the Downton Abbey theme song in my head. Mm-hmm. And this massive, stunning castle comes up over the hill and, and crests above me. And it was, a, it was a pretty intense experience and very, very personal, very magical. Now I think of it as a second home and a place I miss very much these last four months because I've not – I've, I've not been able to go because of COVID, but uh, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a magical place that I urge everybody who can get there to get over there and experience. And, um, and whether you can or can't, you can still experience the, the spirit of Highclere and Highclere Castle Gin, which is, of course, made from the land and, and the history of Highclere's entertaining. In this beautiful bottle. Yeah, yeah. This the design. We have high clear uh, on the bottle itself. This beautiful purple meets blue sort of color. Mm. I mean, it, it's really quite incredible. Really, the so shape of the bottle um, was actually very hard to get correct. Those very those very steep shoulders are meant to be inspired by the main tower at Highclere, mm-hmm. and the purple itself. Yeah, exactly. And the purplish color is um, you know purple has always been the color of the bishops. And also of nobility. Of nobility. So kind of a nod to the history of both. And one thing you may or may not have noticed, look on the back and take a peek at the barcode. Oh, my gosh. It's like the castle. Yeah, the barcode is in the shape of the castle. So here is our barcode in the shape of High Clear Castle. Isn't that something else? My God. And I can hear ice cubes and gin being poured in the background as we speak on your end, and I'm loving that. Um, <laughs> So I've just got to ask you, you know, you talk about this whole magical entry into Highclere, which is fantastic, right? Mm. All of us would love to do that. And of course, Highclere is open 
in mm. non-COVID times to the public. And of course, this is how the Carnarvon family is really making this place work. This is how they're paying the bills. And we all realize that Downton Abbey, the series, and of course, the movies have saved the castle. So I can imagine, you know, the whole idea of of the branding of the gin and the cigars has just gone hand in hand with rise, trying to raise the profile of this wonderful place. Um, <clears throat> so on that first weekend that you and your lovely wife arrived there, I mean, did you take uh, your tails? Did you take your tuxedo? And were you all ready for, you know, the high and mighty? I mean, with the upper crust, you were hobnobbing, Adam. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about what Lord and Lady Carnarvon do is, is you know, the, the, the castle has multiple um, components to it. So firstly, it's, it really is a working farm. And Lord Carnarvon, in many senses, is a farmer. I mean, there's, I think, approximately 3,000 acres, um, you know, under farming. There's 2,000 head of sheep. There's barley that's grown there that's sent north to Scotland for scotch. There's oats grown there that are used to, to feed thoroughbred racehorses. And we use the oats in our gin, actually, to create a very, the very smooth finish, the first gin in the world to use the oats from Highclere. So there's a farming component. Then you have uh, the, you know, a few months of the year the castle is open to the public. And they also have some amazing events and fundraisers to, to raise money for some amazing organizations, too. Um, and then, of course, there's the Downton Abbey phenomenon, which is um, – uh, it, it did. It did do a lot for the castle. I mean, it, it brought a level of notoriety and fame um, that launched Highclere to be arguably one of the most famous homes in the world, if not the most famous castle in the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there was something like 250 million fans of Downton Abbey. And you know, one, one of the things that I enjoy about what Lord and Lady Carnarvon do is they they do keep you know some of those scenes that you see um, in Downton Abbey, where you know it's a weekend party, the, the traditional um, English weekend. You know, they do keep that alive. They don't do it all the time. And they, they work. one of the things that impressed me about them both is they work incredibly hard and they're very entrepreneurial to keep that estate going and, and, and alive and living and breathing and successful. And, you know, they've got a large amount of employees and staff that have to be covered, a, a vast overhead. And, uh, and I think as an American entrepreneur, it gave me immense respect for them from the beginning that they have that same kind of attitude of, of roll your sleeves up and get it done and also innovation and in the, in the, the ability and willingness to take chances and risk, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people just candidly don't have. Mm -hmm. And so we were very much aligned there. And, and yes, you know, I found myself at the first um, weekend party that I attended with my wife. It was, it was, uh, it was done just in the way of Downton Abbey. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's shooting during the day, wonderful pheasant shoots. And, uh, and then it's, you know, by, by nighttime, it's, um, they, they do an amazing um, Burns weekend for, for Robert Burns to celebrate him. And, and you know, we go into the, 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 the Grand Saloon, which many people will recognize as the, the kind of main room in the heart of the castle. And everybody's in, in black tie. I, I like to wear a smoking jacket. Lord Carnarvon prefers a smoking jacket, too. And, um, you know, the service is spectacular, and it's done in the old world, head by head up by the head butler, Louis. And, and then there's a bit of uh, Scottish reeling where we, where, we, where we dance to the old Scottish dances. And, and, and of course, that's easier after a few Hyther Castle gins. Of course it is. And then um, the bagpipes begin and we're piped through to dinner. And, it's, it's, uh, and then it's toast to, to Robert Burns where we read the old poets. And the haggis, is, the haggis is piped in and there's a whole you know, poem around the cutting of the haggis and all that. So it's pretty amazing. They've kept these traditions alive. Had you had haggis before that time? Ever? My wife and I have been, been, been going to England. So I'm of English heritage as well, something that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of and, and extra proud to be back in England so much and doing an actual project there like this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but my wife went to university there for a year uh, before we were married. So I went and visited her for many weeks. And I've been going to England every year, for, probably for 20 years. So I have had haggis before and, I, and I'm very familiar with the country and it, it, it very much feels like a second home. Oh, you are an Anglophile, aren't you? Sure. I love you mentioned the head butler, Louis, and I loved it that in the gin box that I received from you, which was so gracious, that we have this wonderful butler's guide to English cocktails using your gin, yeah, and these beautiful scripted recipes. Mm. It was such a nice touch. And then, of course, this wonderful tie pin from Highclere Castle. I mean, you've really, you've branded everything so beautifully so can we just talk about that whole business aspect i mean you know we mortals don't know anything about developing spirits i mean what kind of world is this adam really it must be incredibly hard to get an idea like this off the ground off the ground yeah it's it's intense i mean you know we're we're very we're very much uh a great grain to glass people as i call it grain to glass being that we bring it to life from starting in the fields, starting on, on, a, on a terroir earth level, all the way through to the elegance of the bottle, the cocktail, and then to your point, the black tie event. And every single thing in the middle. And so it starts with recipe design. It starts with working with the distillery. I mean, it took us a year and 25 recipes to get the recipe right. We produce Hiker Castle Gin in the oldest gin distillery in all of England that houses the oldest copper pot gin still in all of England. So, you know, we were able to find really amazing partners that were willing to go with a craft mentality. And same thing with the bottle. I mean, the bottle cost a lot of money to design and it's made in England as well. That was very important to us. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's all, it's things like distribution. It's things like marketing. It's the little touches. It's obsessing over every little detail to make it perfect, to tell the story in the correct way. You know, as much as Downton Abbey is a proud part of our history and Heichler's history, it's all, we're not the Downton Abbey gin. You know, Heichler Castle was here uh, many hundreds of years ago and will be here in many hundreds of years and so will this gin. And, you know, the show is wonderful, but it's also an entertainment component. It's like a celebrity piece of the story. And really what, what you're drinking and enjoying with Heichler and the stories we tell in that book and the little touches, it's really about celebrating hundreds of years of of, of entertaining the world's most interesting people. I mean, hi, Claire. If you look at the guest logs of, of 200 years ago and today, it's ambassadors, it's poets, it's celebrities, it's, it's wonderful singers, it's, it's, it's some of uh, uh, you know, Europe's most interesting royalty. It's, it's fascinating people with fascinating stories. And they start off with cocktails and we end with cocktails. And, and to me, it was such a no-brainer to look out the back door of the castle and say, that's the botanicals for our gin to look to the north of England and say, there's our distillery. And then to look at Highclere itself and say, this is a story that must be told. And that's why we have some fun with the, the language. This is the spirit of Highclere, but it really is. I mean, it's obviously a pun, but it is celebrating the spirit of keeping um, these standards alive. You know, in, in 1920, there was a famous author who wrote Brideshead, Brideshead Revisit, Revisited, um, Evelyn Waugh, who um, was a frequent guest at Highclere, and the standards of, of service of the butlers and the footmen were so exceptional that it became a term around England for quite a period of time that when something was done to the very highest standard, it was very Highclere. And I think Lord and Lady Carnarvon are doing an amazing job in their team, and we're doing a very amazing job in my team at 
keeping things very high clearing. I think you are too. And what a diplomat you are for, for this area. I know she has written a popular blog. She's also a historian. Mm. And, and of course, you're going down in history now, Adam von Gottken. I mean, this is, this is really interesting. My gosh, my gosh. So um, this, how you came out of this, you know, uh, your whole family losing the distillery. I mean, it, it's, it's really, you're really steeped in lore here in Connecticut yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my, my family came here, um, the Chafee family came here from England in the late 1600s, landed at Bristol, Rhode Island, and immediately split off and, um, and came over to Connecticut. And um, my great uncle was on the, died on the Titanic, Herbert Fuller Chafee. I mean, the family's got a really rich history in Connecticut. We've, we've been here since basically Connecticut's, Connecticut was put together, that, that side of my family, the, the non-Vagukin side, yeah. So it's something I'm proud of and, and still proud even to, you know, Hagler Castle Gin, Lady Cadarvin calls it a love affair between England and America. Yeah. And it really is because, you know, Lord Cadarvin is also half American. His wife was, was born in Wyoming. That's I'm sorry, fair. his mother was born in Wyoming. And um, so, you know, and, and we've got a very big uh, English component. My wife is as well. And so, uh, you know, it, 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 to, to, to still have the, the headquarters based in Connecticut as well as at the castle, it's, it's important to me. I'm so glad that you did not go into the Navy. I think they would have benefited, but I think we would have been shorted out of the ability <laughs> to have had your fantastic ideas at such a young age, you know? Thank you. Thank you for saying. I, I think the U.S. government's probably pretty happy, too. <laughs> so I'm going to grab my glass, and I've got an operatic glass here. Oh, wonderful. Tosca. Oh, beautiful. Tosca. Fantastic. One of my favorites. I know. A little Puccini and a little yeah. Hackler Castle gin. And let's just show this bottle again for my listeners. And for my listeners on the radio show, this is the most magnificent purple you're ever going to see in your life. So I think we all need to go online and do some research. And I'm just going to have a little tasting while you think about one question I'm going to ask you. Mm. And that is, if there is one word or phrase, everybody just a last look. If there's one word or phrase that would sum you up in this life, that would really describe who you are, what would that be? The phrase that I use all the time, mm -hmm. I will find a way or I will make one. <gasps> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So cheers to that. Adam von Gutkin possesses the charming energy that many of us can only dream of. I hope you will go to HighClearCastleSpirits.com for more information on him and this big success story. And if you would like to view the complete 40-minute Zoom interview with Adam, it can be found on my website, CenterStageWithPamelaCoon.com. And please drop me a note. Don't be afraid to get in touch with me. I love to hear from my listeners. And now, all I can say is, cheers, everyone. This is Pamela Coon. And the curtain is now down on center stage.